Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Always love having this next gentleman on with me on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline is Dr. Thomas Kessler. Dr. Kessler is a family practice physician with MedExpress here in Pittsburgh. And today we're talking to him about the fact that just because the temperature, say, at the airport, the official reporting station says one thing, doesn't mean that's what the people in, say, downtown Pittsburgh are dealing with. These are what are called heat islands and because of all the concrete and the asphalt and the metal and the steel and the glass in downtown in urban areas it may be significantly warmer there dr kessler thanks so much for jumping on kdk today how are you rick always a pleasure doing great how much are you seeing issues in in terms of heat and exposure by the time we get to july by the time we get to august how often would you see something like that in clinic I would say it's definitely uh, ratcheting up a little bit here, particularly as we get later into July. We're going to hit those dog days of August coming up soon. Uh, you brought up the uh, the idea of a heat island, and particularly where I work, kind of more urban area of Pittsburgh, I think we're seeing a lot of that. You know, I, I just checked the uh, the heat index downtown is about 89 right now. And where I'm sitting at my Trapper home, the Kessler household, I've got my outside weather station, it's at 84. So there's definitely... Mm-hmm a change or a difference there, and that definitely shows itself and manifests itself in, uh, in patients that are coming to my clinic with heat-related illness. So what do you see? If somebody walks in, what are the symptoms that they're showing? Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, say that there's more than just heat-related illnesses when I'm talking about the, the, the temperature. So I see a lot of patients coming in with uh, asthma exacerbations, pulmonary issues, things like that, too. And that definitely increases when we have it, you know, the, the heat uh, gets gets elevated. However, as far as the uh, heat-related illnesses go, there are two types that you're looking for. You're looking at heat exhaustion, which is the more mild condition, and heat stroke, which is the more severe. And the heat exhaustion, you're going to see very kind of vague symptoms. The cramps, the lower extremity edema or swelling, lightheadedness, headache, nausea or vomiting. It's the heat stroke conditions that get you more concerned. You know, the ones that present with um, what we call central nervous system disturbances, too. So confusion, hallucinations, um, lightheadedness. Core temperature above 104 is the most important uh, objective sign that they show. Anhydrosis, which is a lack of sweating. That's your medical term of the day, Rex. That's, that, that, that's also an important key feature of heat stroke. And the things that we, we see on on somewhat of a basis uh, coming up in the uh, the hot days of summer so are you going to ask me to use hydrosis in a sentence before we're done here i might ask you for the word origin too so make sure you look that up <laughs> hydro <laughs> is latin for water sis anyway we'll get to that later on we'll, we'll get to that as, as we go through this i want to go back to the heat exhaustion we were talking about cramps and you're talking about swelling i think oftentimes if i think cramps it's because i didn't drink enough water and it mm. seems contrary to having swelling in lower extremities help me understand how you could have both well, it's a fluid shift. You know, you're, you're losing a lot of not just water, 
but electrolytes in your system through sweat. And so when you do that, there's a there's definitely a what we call a fluid shift or a fluid gradient uh, between uh, the intravascular fluid and what's going on in kind of the subtube space, if you will. So with with that uh, electrolyte loss, you're going to have uh, fluid actually go from your veins uh, kind of more into that subtube space. And that's not a good thing because you don't, you know, you want the fluid to stay inside your, um, uh, your, your veins and your arteries and get all that, you know, electrolytes to where it needs to go, not stay stagnant in the subcutaneous space. But that's what happens when you lose electrolytes. And when you're talking subcutaneous, you're talking under the layer of the skin, under that first level of the skin, right, rather than being vascular or arterial. That's correct. So yeah. you're talking about skin, you're talking about under the adipose, you know, they just have that area that's really not going anywhere or doing anything productive. Does compression help to solve that problem, to get, to get rid of that, or is it just a matter of being properly hydrated? Long-term compression is great as far as getting that fluid back into the intravascular space, but short-term, you're going to need hydration and quickly. And yeah. again, more than just water, I always recommend solutions like Pedialyte or G2-grade Gatorade, anything with a good amount of electrolyte or a plasma-like substance that kind of um, you know brings brings back all those electrolytes back that you've already lost through the sweat. You also mentioned talking about a core temperature that was 104 or higher. Mm-hmm. That's different than taking and put a thermometer under your th- under your tongue and checking. Is there something that you can do at home to check and see whether you are in danger there, or is that something that you need medical assistance and mm-hmm. attention? Well, your listeners, I think, are going to be disappointed to hear that a core temperature is usually taken rectally. Okay. Uh, so it's it's not something that probably a lot of uh, people listening to the station is going to be able to uh, to get a true core temperature. Right. Um, but it's it's that's from a clinical perspective. You know, when you, you're coming into my you know clinic or emergency room, they're all going to want to check a core temperature in conjunction with all the other symptoms that, right. that I mentioned. Right. Now, taking an axillary temperature or a peripheral temperature is you know, going to be indicative of, of a higher degree as well, um, but maybe not, just not quite as accurate as that core reading would be. What are your biggest concerns in terms of the next six weeks, the next eight weeks for people? What are the things that you as a physician are most worried about with this high heat coming? Well, I would say the, the, the number one thing that gets me is the, the, the sheer volume of people that may be affected. Uh, I'm sure you're aware at the Ed Sheeran concert on Saturday, there were 37 emergency calls. Mm-hmm. 17 were taken to the hospital with heat-related illnesses. Two cardiac arrests associated with that as well. I mean, it's, it's a big volume type thing um, because when you have a heat-related issue, it's going to be something that affects the at-risk populations, and those at-risk populations are numerous and varied and sundry. So you have um, elderly patients over the age of 65, children under, under the age of 15, persons with heart and lung disease, um, people taking medications which interfere with that salt and water balance that we were talking about, that homeostasis. Mm-hmm. So it could be diuretics, beta blockers, but even more commonly, people you know drinking alcohol or taking antihistamines during this time of year, um, they're good they're going to be the ones that are uh, highest at risk. And so for me, it's the sheer volume. Now you get to the, the consequences of what's going on. You know, we talked about the symptoms. Well, the symptoms of heat exhaustion and heat stroke, if they're not treated within a 20 to 30 minute uh, window, they can lead to more uh, serious side effects down the line, 
including organ damage, cellular damage, and a whole cascade of issues that are um, that, that are very detrimental to overall health. Will this be something that if you have one incident and then you kind of get cooled down and then you have another, is the second one worse than the first? Is the third worse than the second? Do you see, if it happens over and over again, are you adding insult to injury? It all depends on how well that first insult was treated. You yeah. know, it could be something that is just kind of an individual basis type of thing. And that's the hope. If you have something like a heat-related injury, that you're treated appropriately and quickly, mm-hmm. that it's something that's not going to have what we call long-term sequelae. Um, but if it does, if you have a you know a heat stroke and it causes cellular damage, if it causes renal damage, for instance, that is only going to add to the insults if you have it again for a second time or a third time. And so making sure that you're preventing these things is the most important thing because all these cases, almost all of them, are, are preventable with the certain uh, you know conservative preventable measures. Dr. Thomas Kessler, family practice physician, MedExpress, located here in Pittsburgh, talking to us about some of the extreme heat issues that we likely are going to see as we work our way through July and into August and even early part of September here in Pittsburgh as well. Dr. Kessler, thanks for being on. Absolutely, right. Thanks again. Yep, always great to have him here and have his insight. And I got away without having to use hydrosis in a sentence, so... <laughs> I guess it's a win for me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.